This is the Savage Juggernaut, Jamaku. Inside! Brain! This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Sarks. Mr. Chad Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's on Brody Adler. The headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dicker. This is According to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Tasman is sad. You are watching the Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hello there, wrestling fans. Welcome to another episode of the internationally known Dudes of Ringside Podcast. I am your host, Joe Panther III, and now from the top of Metal Mountain, all the way down to all 50 states and the globe, it's the happy heel himself, the Metal Geek. What's going on, Ringside Crew? What's going on, Internationally Known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? Happy Earth Day, Joe. Happy yes. Earth Day. You didn't, like get mad at me you didn't get mad at me last time. You were like, you forgot to say Happy Easter. And I'm like, I'm so, I, I had so many jelly beans that day, I forgot. You like the background? Very Earth-like, isn't it? Right? Very internationally. Yeah. Oh, you are. <laughs> Say so, um, happy Easter. I mean, happy Earth Day. Did you do anything? Did you do anything? I was outside, outside or with water today. Actually, I worked today, so. So you did. You kind of like you lifted water cases, so it's kind of earthy. You yeah. did a workout, so it's kind of earthish. Yeah. Ish. Uh-huh. Hi, Vinny. <laughs> Welcome. Um, introduce the guest, Geekins. All right, all right. So let's give a warm dudes at ringside. Welcome to our guest, Miranda Morales. From Lucha Central Podcast. Hi, guys. It's awesome to be back. I was going to say, you revamped that intro. That was a super impressive compilation of all of those videos. We had more. Yeah, uh, I man, I already that was such a like a huge amount. That was an awesome intro. That you definitely ramped some things up since the last time I've been on here. We have to yeah. add you because every time I'm like, we didn't add Miranda, we didn't add. Hey, I I don't think I was as good as some of those. So I understand when you got to go for the glitz, the glamour, all of that. I could totally understand why you picked those videos. We you'll, feel you'll, you'll, be, you'll be in the next intro. I okay, guess, yeah. So, so I have to, that means I have to step up my game, too. So, you know, to, you put me on notice. <laughs> so uh, um, if our fans aren't familiar with uh, your podcast, um, introduce yourself. Yeah, my name is Miranda Morales, and I am part of the Lucha Central Weekly Podcast, which can be found on luchacentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Uh, we are a weekly podcast by, by the name that covers everything that happens in the world of Lucha Libre. So we cover uh, the top Mexican-based promotions like AAA and CMLL, as well as bigger independents. Uh, and of course, what's happening throughout the United States in the world of Lucha Libre. So we cover Lucha in MLW, WWE, Ring of Honor, AEW, and that much more. Mm. Yeah, one one luchador I, I'm surprised that hasn't gotten picked up yet is Bandito, and he's just been killing it. 
Yeah, Bandito. Well, I mean, that's been a, a huge influx with the news that AEW bought Ring of Honor, um, the previous Ring of Honor world champion. Um, and I think that when Ring of Honor was bought out by AEW, a lot of people were wondering, where are some of these Ring of Honor talents going to go? Um, and Bandito being the world champion at the time, uh, people were wondering, you know, what is going to happen to him? Um, however, I believe I, I remember hearing uh, through maybe Lucha blog or some of uh, the other kind of uh, Lucha news oriented people that uh, one, he's still primarily based in Mexico and may not have the ability to uh, travel throughout the United States as frequently. Um, and maybe even if the interest wasn't, wasn't necessarily there in kind of crossing over more regularly uh, to the United States. But as we saw at Super Card of Honor, you know, AEW's putting that Ring of Honor flag with Jonathan Gresham. So they've kind of made it clear who they feel um, is the maybe the big name or the leader of Ring of Honor um, in their vision. So um, super talented, though, Bandito's, you know, uh, working fairly well in the independent scene um, more recently with uh, uh GCW, but, you know, I think he could easily pop up in a lot of other independent promotions as well. Yeah, totally. It's like, I mean, yeah, yeah, you have to give Tony Khan also credit. I mean, a lot of people give Tony Khan a lot of crap, but he is slowly built trying to get Ring of Honor, that TV deal that mm -hmm. Sinclair couldn't get. You know what I mean? They. They sort of had a small deal. Like, where I live in Pennsylvania, they actually would show them on the like the small market channels like yeah i don't know if you know that like like or i live in pa they had like channel 13 they would on sundays i this girl was from friends with i'm like are you watching ring of honor she's like no why would you say i'm watching ring of honor it's on it's on blue ridge right now they're showing it she's like that's a real one joe <laughs> but still but yeah one. Yeah, the distribution for Ring of Honor was very limited, and I think that was always a struggle in getting more of that national recognition. And yeah, Tony Khan has mentioned he is hoping to get Ring of Honor a national television deal for weekly television. So, I mean, he could take Ring of Honor to a place that uh, Ring of Honor had always hoped to, to be in. I think it will be very interesting to see how Ring of Honor and AEW kind of mold in and how Ring of Honor would be utilized as a second, possibly a second brand um, to AEW or how it, will it be very standalone or will it meld in what we see on Dynamite and Rampage every week? I think that's some, some really big questions that will you know, remain to be seen. I mean, Ring of Honor has come a long way since I started following Ring of Honor. I used to watch the, the VHS tapes and collect the VHS. That's how far back I go with Ring of Honor. <laughs> What's a tape? These kids, what is, what are, <laughs> These what kids are, don't are, know what tapes are. What are tapes? What are, what are BFS tapes? I can already yeah, see this. tape trading. Like, what do you tape? Do you tape rolls of tape? Like, trade rolls of tape? Like, how what's does that? that? Yeah, what's <laughs> that? I mean, now it's all YouTube. Yeah, like, I can imagine the millennials that listen to our show and they go, Metal Geek is weird. He, like, he looks at, he collects pieces of tape. What a loser. <laughs> what is this? Very literal, very literal tape collection. <laughs> yes, and I have he, a tape collection. He, I, yeah. I need to make that t shirt, geek, geek holding tapes. And he's like, my precious. 
this my piece tapes. of tape. My Ring of Honor tapes right here. Yes. <laughs> that's the precious. That's that's the price of the, the valuable items. Yes. Ring of Honor tapes. Yeah. I'm and here. There's old Marauder. I'm here. I can't hear those sound checks, though, happening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's one of our oldest fans, Marauder. He's been there since day one, and it's funny. I met him through the Ghostbusters community, and he, I'm like, ah. yeah, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan, and he, I'm like, starting a podcast, pro wrestling. Let's try. Let you want to see what we're like. He's like, all right, fine. yeah, that's a good friend. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah. Ghostbuster fans, we stick together forever. Yeah, yeah. all the slime, you know. So, so, so going from Ring of Honor to New Japan now. The uh, Forbidden Door is now open because New Japan and AEW are actually working together in a big show. It's called The Forbidden Door. So, What are your thoughts on that? I mean, so I have to be fully transparent. I, you know, we talked about having my kind of specialty niche, whatever you want to call it, more in the world of Lucha Libre. Because of that, I'm not as familiar with the New Japan product. I know that New Japan has been making strides in the U.S. market with New Japan Global, uh, but having a partnership with AEW for a joint event um, is something that I do think is huge for both companies. Um, And I think, though, it's more of a dream for more established wrestling fans. I'm curious to see if it's going to bring in new fans um, and how much of an international audience it's going to bring as far as eyes to a U.S. product. I could see it kind of working both ways, though, where New Japan can get more of a base of a U.S. audience and possibly AEW can get some of an more of an international audience. That's been something that I've always been curious about with AEW. We hear a lot about the fan base in the U.S. Um, and a little bit uh, within North America, with uh, you know, say maybe Canada. But I've always been curious. You know, how does the rest of the world view? all elite wrestling what is their international presence um it's a lot easier to gauge that with wwe because they have you know social media and content in lots of different languages and presence in other uh parts of the world uh but i could see you know AEW trying to make strides to break more into an international market so having this event could possibly open some more doors to bringing in international fans but i do think at the end of the day tony khan is a, a true wrestling fan he's a fan of pro wrestling and he uh has built AEW to be a fan's dream uh with dream matches and dream events um you know, and and really dedicated to pro wrestling fans. And I say that with, you know, the greatest amount of respect and admirations, but pro wrestling looks different for everybody. You know, there's pro wrestling, sports entertainment, you know, whatever you want to call it. But he, in fact, really views what he does as pro wrestling. So to now then incorporate one of the other biggest pro wrestling companies in the entire world to this event, um, you know, is is something big, and uh, I think a, a love letter to wrestling fans to say, I am a wrestling fan. I know you guys, and I want to do things that make wrestling fans proud to be wrestling fans. Yeah. What are some of the dream matches you look forward to for Forbidden Door? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that one I I can't. Oh, 
I so, am not well versed in in New Japan to be able to be able to to make a smart you know fantasy pick. I have seen a lot, especially over today. Is it Kenta and and CM Punk? Uh, whether there's been some you know photo exchanges uh, or or speculation about that. I'm, I'm not. That that's the only one that I have vaguely remember seeing online uh, over the past day, but I have to admit new Japan is not in my regular wheelhouse. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I would love to see like an um, El Desperado versus, um, versus Sammy Guevara. I think that match mm-hmm. or um, the guy that's usually with uh, Sammy Guevara, that mm-hmm. would not be a bad luchador match either. Oh, El Fuego. El Fuego, El Fuego, El Fuego, El Fuego yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I mean... That would be, yeah. I think you know we were just talking about him on the podcast yesterday when we were recording um, that Fuego del Sol is definitely uh, a luchador that has had some pretty you know very interesting spots and storylines. Very much a, an underdog, and when they needed a great underdog feel good story, Fuego del Sol always t- you know comes around. And whenever they need um, you know someone who's competitive but also can sell very well, that's Fuego del Sol. I mean, I think there was a reason they picked him to have you know to be Hook's first match uh, because he is someone that seems relatively easy not only to work with but understands the bigger picture uh, of the dynamics of wrestlers um, in AEW. Yeah, I was there when Hook first debuted. Uh, that his first match that was in uh, actually UBS Arena. Actually, I was there That's live cool. for that. That yeah, Super Hook's amazing. Yeah. So, so is there is is there like any um upcoming like shows that like that you're like watching you're gonna watch for like the AAA or any of those? Is there any pay per views they're gonna be doing soon? Or? Yeah, I know. So AAA Triple Mania is doing their first show. Uh, fairly soon and it's going to be live on fight. I'm looking it up right now because I just forgot the the date, but Triple Mania this year, Triple A is doing three Triple Mania shows to what? celebrate the 30th uh, year of Triple Mania. So I'm just trying to get make sure I have my facts straight. Um, so Triple Mania Monterey will be happening next Saturday. Uh, that's April 30th. It's going to be live on Fight. Um, it's only $19.99, which isn't too bad. Uh, but there's some awesome matches that have already been announced for this Monterey show. Um, right now, the main event, and it's still kind of pending because I believe Ijo de Vikingo has uh, been injured. Uh, but Ijo de Vikingo, who is the AAA Mega Champion, and Ray Phoenix versus Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Um, Yeah, so this is a, um, you know, the Young Bucks coming back to AAA for the first time in many years um, up against Phoenix and and Ihul de Vikingo, who is really the guy in AAA right now. Um, And he won the vacant champion after Kenny Omega's vacated uh the the title um but from what i recently recall he's been injured so hasn't wrestled much um so i think the i'm as far as i understand he's still listed in the match but um you know possibly that you know as we all know cards subject to change yep 
Always. Can, wrestling shows, yeah. you can never go into something saying. But that should be a sick match, though. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also going to be a trios match. Um, and as you mentioned, uh, Metal Geek uh, Bandito, your boy will be uh, teaming up with Pagano and Taya Valkyrie versus uh, Andrade, Cybernetico, and Diana Brasso. Wow. So, <laughs> trios, yeah, match, which is always great. Um this match will have, um, believe, Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara uh, versus Sexy Star and Octagon Jr. versus Lady Maravilla and Latigo, too. So one thing that uh, AAA does well is that uh, mixed tag matches. They even have a trios champion and mixed tag champion belts. Um, so I, that's one thing that I've always found really unique about uh Lucha Libre is the fact that intergender wrestling is, you know, very common. And of course you have men's matches and women's matches, um, but especially not just mixed tag, but mixed trios. Um, and that always leads for a really interesting dynamic in matches um, when you have uh, both men and women competing in the same match. Good going, Geek. Yeah. No, yeah, Joe. I, was, I, like, I, I feel that it's really good that they're doing the mix, like, mixed match, like, men and women in the same team, like a tag team. Like, back in the day in the 90s and the 2000s, that was, like, so not heard of to have, like, a woman in a tag team match with a man. Like, Except for like, Lita. If Lita, of course, you don't know. No, I <laughs> meant, like, back in the I'm, – I'm going older than that. I'm going, like, the 90s, like, with Macho and Miss Elizabeth. Like, you would have never seen Elizabeth team up with Macho mm-hmm. to face nah. somebody else. Like, to face, like, uh, somebody else and Sherry. Like, mm-hmm. you would have never seen that. It was all – so that was a touchy subject. Yeah, it was – Really not. It wasn't done in in American wrestling, and even um, in the the territories and historically, women's wrestling always was viewed more as you know a spectacle and wasn't necessarily viewed in the same way as men's wrestling. But in lucha libre, uh, men and women train you know, the same way. And there's often just like in, in most, a lot of wrestling schools, you know, the ratio of men and women differs. So men and women have to train with men just to be able to, to get an ample amount of training. And people like you mentioned, Lita trained in Mexico um, and got some background in Lucha Libre. Taya Valkyrie, you know, La Huera Loca got that name because she independently traveled to Mexico uh, and sought out Lucha Libre training uh, to to hone that craft. So I think um, those are just two of the bigger notable names um, in, you know, more of that crossover appeal of women's wrestling, but also why when we see them in the ring with men, they work so well because they've had that background in training in lucha with uh, luchadors. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. I would would love to see Taya and uh, Sammy Guevara against... uh, Crap. Uh, John Johnny uh, Ali and his girlfriend. I think that would be an amazing match as well. Johnny, which one? Johnny is a uh... Johnny Ali, Johnny Mundo. Johnny. You know? Oh, Johnny Mundo. Okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you're mean so like John uh, Taya and Johnny versus yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. 
Sammy and Ty. Yeah. Uh, Conti. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that would be a very interesting match. You know, I know that uh, Johnny and Ty, of course, you know, have history um, in in AAA, that's where they first met and and uh, formed their faction there. Of course, Lucha Underground, uh, they were part of the Worldwide Underground together. Um, and that was one thing that was always felt like, you know, like, oh, I can't believe they missed that opportunity for them to both work together in WWE um, because they have such great chemistry, great uh, ambience in front of the camera. Um, but yeah, I would say, man, especially Taya could go in the ring and, and I, you know, and, and even take Sammy for a ride. I'd, I'd be way worried about Ty, but even, even Sammy would have him run for his money. Um, so that would definitely be a, an entertaining match. Especially like Mundo and Guevara. I'm just, mm-hmm. the match would be amazing. Oh yeah. I mean, Johnny Mundo, I mean, he is so agile. He is truly a stunt man. Um, and Sammy Guevara too is really athletic uh, and a great high flyer. So I could see a lot of great, you know, Lucha high flying spots between the two. Totally. Um, there's one more thing. Uh, there's a guy actually coming on our podcast that's in AAA. He's like the, uh, he's from Pittsburgh. Oh my God. I can't remember. Oh, Sam Adonis. Yes. We're actually yes. having some Adonis on our podcast. It freaked me out because when he first got the check mark, I wrote, let's be friends. And I like <laughs> send him the message. And he's like, cool. And all of a sudden I look at the likes. Something told me, go look at your likes. He sent us a friend, a follow. I was like, yeah. Sam Adonis is a very interesting character. We uh, interviewed him uh, for the Lucha Central Weekly podcast, uh, I believe earlier this year, late last year. Um, But he is part, so uh, Lucha Central is part of the Mast Republic brand. So Mast Republic is a huge Lucha Libre brand um, that does anywhere from licensing for luchadors of products um, to also hosting events um, like Expo Lucha that's going to be in Philadelphia uh, in June. Uh, And one of their business ventures was the creation of Eat Like a Luchador cookbook. And it's a huge cookbook of different recipes uh, from luchadors all throughout uh, the world. And it includes uh, people like Taya in the cookbook, as well as Sam Adonis has a recipe in there. So uh, Sam Adonis is really well known throughout Mexico maybe for not the best reasons of a really big heel character. And he, um, you know, got national notoriety for his kind of pro-Trump character in Mexico. And news outlets were, you know, reaching out to him and he was all over the press because he was taking a very real situation and incorporating it into the world of wrestling. And really at one time was the most hated man in Mexico, but he Mm. took that and ran with it. And he's just so well internationally traveled, but one of the things that he seems to have a healthy respect for is Lucha Libre and right back at him. I mean, they, they, that's why I think he's so well known in Mexico um, in both AAA and CMLL because he really gets it both on the actual wrestling side, but in the personality side. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's a, that's great grab. I think, yeah, I think you're going to have a great uh, interview with him. He is definitely a, an awesome guy. Yeah. I, I freaked out when he told us that I thought he gave him the date. He's like, yeah, no problem. Like we have to check Mark by your name. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't make any difference, but yeah. it kind of freaked yeah. me out. Cause Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. No, nobody, we, nobody with the check mark talks to us. I yeah. think this is with the check marks. I see their nose like, ew, <laughs> peasant boy. Yeah. yeah. No, I, we definitely, I, I definitely was when we were doing our preparation and interviewing him for the Lucha Central Weekly podcast. Like, there definitely was a sense of like, wow, you know, he was, he's definitely someone in the world of lucha libre who, I mean, not only of course internationally, but wrestles very regularly in the independence. Uh, for warrior wrestling and galley lucha libre and he's just again incredibly smart um and and talented and just a, a very interesting guy and so it's you know you always want to make that good impression whenever you any for you anybody to be like wow i, I hope they <laughs> they like what we're asking or saying and then we had that same interaction with sam yeah, like, that's awesome. Here. We yeah. certainly get nervous sometimes when we interview people, but like I go back to thinking, pretend like we're in the college do- college radio station geek, and let's not get paranoid. That's all I can think of it. Let's pretend like we're just hanging out. We we have we snuck a case of beer in the radio station, and we're just talking like we did in college. Yeah. <laughs> so, although, although sometimes that doesn't work all the time. Yeah, it's gonna, you know, it's kind of this. Like, I think some of the great interviews are more conversational and just evolve organically. Um, and sometimes you need structure. Sometimes, you know, it, you, they they need structure. I've been on both ends of that spectrum. Yeah, it's it's something. You know what I mean? Doing this podcast, like now, doing this month with the podcast, it's it's something fun that we're like helping you guys even though you got your podcast is probably like it's probably like been heard all over the world but it's i love helping like yeah. it's like we're new at this game we've been geek up only doing this for a year yeah but like 200 episodes deep into the ocean the podcast world <laughs> like yeah no and i think sometimes you'd be surprised of how far your your podcast reaches uh you know we were surprised uh earlier probably about a month or two ago we found uh for at one point uh we were listed in uh the top uh, podcasts or pro wrestling podcasts uh for iTunes Mexico and just wow. at that point you know uh it was more just a blip and then we you know went back down again but it was in that moment of just seeing how far the podcast reaches and um you know i i think all podcasts in some ways have an unexpected reach, whether that's, um, you know, just across the United States, you know, having people from different parts of the U.S. or North America listen to that international reach. And it's always cool when you find someone, just anyone out of the ordinary or someone unexpected to say, oh, wow, you listen to that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's like me and Joe. It's like. I'm looking through my analytics, analytics. I'm like, okay, this is good. 2%, 2%. 14% in the United Kingdom. And then I was like, fell in my share. Yeah. Like, what the heck, right? That, that's <laughs> that, going to be the thing. We're going to get off the plane and, the, and they're get, the British people are like, ah, close the doors. Ah. <laughs> that's what I want. I want yes. that. Yeah, you'd be like, no, we're, we're big in England. No worries here, you guys. Like, <laughs> and it's funny because 
I don't know if I didn't break the news on Instagram. I'm going to break it now because it's so much fun. We have to break it with a friend. We are doing a watch party with for an indie promotion in London, England called Outcast. You have to check them out. They Dang. Outcast Pro Wrestling is really good. Yeah. No. Congratulations. That's, that's really awesome to do an international watch along. Like, that's... That's awesome. Congratulations. You should definitely check it out. You should look up go look them up on Twitch or YouTube. They have YouTube. so many wrestlers, one in particular that you guys triple you know, A needs no, to they, they have a bunch. No, they have a bunch of wrestlers. The one I'm gonna give you right now, and then he should be in triple A if you come to America instantly. Um, what's his name? Um, Jackson Arrow. Jackson Arrow needs to come to triple A. He, right now. he is a worker. That boy is a worker bee, man. I get chills just thinking about him. He is good. Yeah, I just got chilled. Even though my window's open, it's kind of like breaking the window. What was the name? Jackson? Jackson Arrow. Arrow. All right. See, I he's, learned something new today. Yeah. He's a good wrestler. And he's their champion, too. He trained a lot of their talent, too. So, Oh, he's a trainer, wrestler. He does everything there. <laughs> Promoter. <laughs> yes, I found Jackson Arrow on uh, Instagram, yep. looks and, like. And, uh, another wrestler? There's an yeah, he has, he has belts all over him. So that's that's his like Instagram photo. He's got belts everywhere on his arms. And there's a, They only have one female wrestler in that whole promotion, and but she fights with the guys, and yeah. she can take a bump. That is our buddy. Miss Luna Tricks. Ooh. Yeah. Luna Next Tricks. one. Luna. Luna Tricks. Luna Tricks. Okay. She's cool. And I there's see. Ru- there's Root. There's another one, Rudy Root. He's another good wrestler. It, they have a lot of good wrestlers. It's like yeah. not one or two in that promotion. There's so many. Like, it's so funny that, like, we find out about these guys on a whim. <laughs> like, like, What? <laughs> Like, uh, so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, so do you have any, um, like any, um, what, what are you gonna be or upcoming? Uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's a busy few weeks for me, uh, here out west. So I'm based out of Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and so I have a few shows in the Phoenix area. Um, just starting even tomorrow. Impacts on Wrestling IZW is one of the home promotions that I work with. Uh, we have a show in Coolidge, Arizona, a little bit, uh, south of Phoenix, uh, the Cool Town Clash. Um, that is actually going to be a joint promoted show uh, between IZW and Roadless Boxing. So there's also going to be some boxing exhibition matches as well as a boxer versus wrestler match. Wow. Uh, that That's going to be something I've never seen that before. I have no idea what to expect in a boxer versus wrestler, but uh, that is... Um, that's um, it's going to be a very cool experience uh, tomorrow in Coolidge, uh, and then I will be the host of Wrestle Drag in Phoenix next Saturday, April thirtieth. Um, it is the first wrestling and drag show event combined um, in Arizona, so it's going to be wrestling matches and 
in between matches. Uh, there will be drag performances. So uh, there's been shows like this in other parts of the West, in um, California specifically, but I also know in other states. And so if you are a fan of drag performance and pro wrestling, Wrestle Drag is the place for you. Um, and then Lucha Wise, uh, a very big week, the first week of May, of course, for Cinco de Mayo. Um, board Promotions, P-O-R Promotions, uh, out in the Phoenix area will have a three-day extravaganza in the Phoenix area, three days of Lucha Libre action, um, and with a huge amount of luchadors all there in those three days. Um, and then on Saturday, May 7th, I will be in Cathedral City, California for Lucha Libre Mexicana, uh, which is a kind of quarterly lucha show held at the Agua Caliente Casinos. Um, so the week of, of the first week of May, uh, again, maybe it's Cinco de Mayo, maybe it's just a good week for Lucha Libre, but either way, uh, lots and lots of Lucha action. Um, and that's just really the next few weeks uh, of events out here on the West Coast. Yeah. So, so where can we, people find you? Yeah, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda, hashtag spelled out on Instagram and Facebook. I am not on Twitter. Uh, this is not my thing. I've seen Twitter. I'm good with it. Uh, but you can follow uh, some of the sites that I do work for on Twitter, uh, like thechairshot.com, um, at chairshotmedia uh, on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then Lucha Central, you can find at luchacentral.com on Instagram and Twitter. Um, so you can check us out there uh, for Lucha Central. And of course, uh, luchacentral.com itself is a website that you can uh, find online. Uh, we post um, news and updates on events happening in the world of Lucha Libre. Uh, that's also where we post the Lucha Central weekly podcast and uh, lots of cool tidbits. Uh, one of the cool things about Lucha Central is the um, uh, kind of this day in Lucha Libre series. So every day there's a new video or match of the day where they'll highlight a famous Lucha Libre match. And it could be anywhere from AAA to CMLL to WCW to ECW to WWF to Impact. And so it really just gives you kind of a clip and moment in time in the world of, of Lucha Libre. But yes, feel, feel free to follow me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. Well, I thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. So. Thank you, guys. Uh, man, next time I come back, I'm sure that intro is going to be bigger and better. And then next time it's going to be, you know, a whole trailer, then the movie. Then, you know, every time I come back, I'm expecting that that intro to be bigger. Now, next time you come back, we're going to have fireworks in the background. That are going that's, what is, that's what I'm expecting. <laughs> yes. It's going to be like the intro. We're just going to be like, okay, good night, everybody. Yes, <laughs> the intro is the whole show. Yeah, you're like, look, yes. guys, I didn't even, didn't even introduce me. Oh, sorry, the guests, come on in. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, we ran out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. Good night, everybody. Yeah, the fireworks in the background is like, boom, boom, boom. That's it. Yes, oh. pyro. All right. Pyro. Yeah, all right. I am the, I am Joe Panther the third. I'm Metal Geek. Oh, and I'm Miranda. And we will catch you in the next one.